Hi, it's Pete Northstead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thank you, Peter. I believe you're going to see some egg chasing tonight. Yes, yes, it's uh, Cambridge Rugby. Uh, their development side are playing the army tonight, so... Ah, wonderful. I'm just wondering whether, given my recent form, maybe I should start betting on rugby. Or yeah. Premier, Premier League rugby rather than Premier League football. I'm having a bad run, Peter. I'm not quite sure what's going on. No, it's. I think, to be quite honest, I think there's quite a few people having a a, 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 a poor run. Thankfully, I, I, I'm sort of, you know, I'm levelling it out, you know. But it's, yeah, it's been it, a tough season. I mean, it's, it's strange, really, because it's in complete contrast to my League Two stuff, which is still flying and yes. returning great profits. Yeah, yeah. the Premier League—it's as clear as mud to me at the moment. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, we're, we're doing eight games this week because of the Carabao Cup, and uh, we're starting on, on on Saturday with Aston Villa against uh, Nottingham Forest. Recent head-to-heads: Villa have won one. There's been uh, no draws. Uh, Forest uh, haven't won either. Minus one, the handicappers here. When minus one, Villa's record's good. Only a few games, though. They've won all three matches, and all three they won by two or more goals. And they're coming off a good 2-1 victory away at Fulham. Forest, uh, when they're uh, plus a goal, one naught draw and one lost two. Both of the games they lost by two or more goals. They're coming off a, a, a very good 2-0 victory at home to West Ham. Three or more goals have been seen in six of Villa's last seven. So they're goal-filled Villa's games recently. Minus one goal, 294 matches, 114 home, 75 push, 105 away. Value Villa, my rating suggested. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of value here with Villa. Pete, the line opened one and a quarter. It's trended down to minus one, but but I don't really know why. And if you look at the league table, we're, you know, we're two thirds of the way through the season and Villa are sat in fourth spot on 49 points. You look down at seventh position, Brighton, they're 11 points behind Villa. So I think we can confidently say that Villa are going to finish the campaign a top six side. Now, if you look at the long term trends, top six sides against bottom six sides, they win 77% of games at home. That's a true price of 1.30, a bit shorter than what Villa currently are. I mean, 54% of those wins have come by two or more goals. So I think there's some decent value here siding with Villa. If you look at Forest's away record, admittedly, they're better this season than they were last year, but they're still just 3 8 and 20 away from home since they returned to the Premier League. They failed to score in 14 of those 31 matches. So approaching half of those games, Forest don't find the back of the net. Now, I know they're a slightly different animal now, Nuno Espirito Santo's taken over, but we know this Villa side's full of goals on home soil. Bit of value here, Pete, taking Villa minus one, I think. Next up, we've got uh, Brighton at home to Everton. Recent head-to-heads, Brighton have won two. There's been two draws. Everton have won two. So, very mixed. Minus half a goal here. I think this is the game last year, wasn't it, when Everton thrashed them, didn't they? They um, did, and I think we we're on Brighton that night. I think. Yeah, yes, we were. Yeah, <laughs> recent. Uh, right, when uh, Brighton are minus a half, the record's not brilliant. One, two, drawn five, lost one. Coming off an excellent five 0 victory away at Sheffield United. Uh, Everton went plus half a goal. Record's not bad. One, four, drawn two, lost four. Coming off a one old draw home to Palace. Minus half a goal. Three hundred and one matches. Hundred forty nine home. Hundred fifty two away. So nothing really in that. Everton not one in eight. 
I reckon there's some good value here, Brighton. I'm going to go with it. Minus half a goal. I went for this game last year, and I think it was minus three quarters or something. I can't remember, but I'm going to go with Brighton again here. Yeah, I'm a little bit sort of um, confused, really, Pete, why this line is minus a half. Um, if you classify Brighton as just a mid-third side and Everton as a bottom-half side, they win 54% of games in this spot. So it's a true price of 1.84. But I think Brighton are a little bit better than a mid-third side. And I don't really know why there is so much love for this Everton side, Pete. I don't know if it's the metrics or anything sort of... I don't know, because Brighton are 6-5-1 and one at home, so they don't lose games on home soil. And yes, they've, they've drawn quite a few games this season. But in reality, when they're coming off the back of that great 5-0 win at Sheffield United, admittedly helped by a ridiculous red card for one of the Sheffield United players, it's just half a goal. I don't see why, Pete. Definitely a big lead to the home side here. Next up, Palace against Burnley. Uh, two sides that are struggling at the moment. Um, recent head-to-heads, Palace have won 2-2. Burnley have won 3 and there's been one draw. Minus half a goal, the handicap here. We're minus half a goal. Palace's home record's not bad. 1-5, drawn 5, lost 0. Coming off a one old draw away at Everton. Burnley, when they're plus half a goal, 1-2, drawn 5, lost 3. So that's not bad, given the handicap. And they're coming off a 5-0 defeat away at Arsenal. Burnley conceded at least two in six of their last seven. So they're leaking goals, Burnley, as you'd expect from a team at, you know, at the bottom of the table. Uh, minus half a goal, three into one games, 149 home, 152 away. Value Palace, my race is suggesting. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if Palace actually win this game. Yeah, and it's the first game with Oliver Glasner in charge at Sellers Park. So you'd expect a little bit of a bounce here for Palace. The concerning thing for me, though, is if you're looking to trust either of these teams, if you look at Palace, they're 3-3-6 three, three and six at home this season. Burnley are just 2-2-8 two, two and eight on the travels. <clears throat> so if you work out that on this half a goal line towards the home side, Palace are 3-9, and nine, Burnley are 4-8. and eight. So who do you really want to trust on this half a goal line? The one thing I would say is the three sides that Palace have beaten on home soil have been Sheffield United, Brentford and Wolves. So you've got to admit there's a certain type of side, that sort of mid-third to bottom six finishing team that they can beat on home soil. With a new manager in charge, Burnley, I think there's a dawning realisation that they are struggling now and they're going to have to find a way to keep clean sheets if they're going to have any chance. And that's the one way you can beat Palace. If you can keep it tight at the back, you can always find a way to maybe nick a goal to win the game. But Burnley's conceded 55 goals this season. So you think they're going to have to probably score twice if they want to win the game. And they're definitely going to have to score at least once if they're going to take a point from it. And I simply don't trust them. So if I need to make a bet in this game, and I don't think anybody does, it would certainly be the home side I'd be siding with. Yeah, the, it's interesting. I, I think, well, this is a vital game, isn't it, for Palace, uh, I think. And I think, you know... It's think... one of those sort of daylight games, that, as I call yeah. them. If they can win this game and Luton don't pick up... Well, Luton don't play, do they? No. Well, they play tonight, Luton do, against Liverpool. Yes. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So you'd expect Luton will lose tonight. If they win this game, Palace, they will be eight points clear of Luton in 18th spot. Yes. 
And that, that's huge at this stage of the season. And it's almost what we always used to say in the old days, be almost a kitchen sink game where Palace, new manager, know what they can almost achieve with a win in this game. I think there's the value is with the Eagles for sure. Manchester United against Fulham next. Um, recent head-to-head, United 1-2, there's been one draw, Fulham not one, minus one goal here. We're minus one goal. Manchester United's record's good. One seven drawn, one lost two. Four of the seven were by two or more goals. Coming off a two one victory away at Luton. Fulham, when they're plus one goal, one one drawn, two lost seven. So not great. Four of the seven defeats were by two or more goals. Come off a two one defeat at home to Villa. Three or more goals have been seen in United's last seven, and indeed they've won their last four home matches. Minus one goal, two hundred ninety four matches, one hundred fourteen home. 75 push, 105 away. So no real lean there, really. Value Fulham, my ratings are suggesting. I think it could be a it could be a difficult, you know, night uh, afternoon for Fulham. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, the only angle I would want to take here, Pete, is siding with the with the United win in some shape or form. As you quite rightly say, they've won four on the bounce, so they are in good form. The, the, now, this is this is the thing, though. Luton, Villa, West Ham and Wolves are all the teams they've beaten. You can only beat who's put in front of you. But three of those four wins have come by just one goal. Man United, this Man United under Ten Hag, just do enough. And if you look at the home record since he came in, 22-4-5 on home soil. That's a good record. You know, it's not harking back to the days of Sir Alex and that where if you played 31 games at Old Trafford, you'd probably lose one or two. They've lost five. So, yes, they lose games. But they've also won 22 of those 31. But on this minus one line, Pete, they would only have fully covered nine times. Yeah. So they're effectively nine and nine on this minus one line under Ten Hag at home with 13 pushes. They do... Just enough. Now, Fulham have lost seven times away from home this season. And five of those seven losses have come by more than one goal. So, when Fulham do lose away from home, they tend to lose by more than one goal. So, I think Man United will win the game. Man United to win the game by one goal might be a decent bet if you can find that at a decent price somewhere. But in reality, on this line, I probably think you might get a push if you take United and you might get a push if you back Fulham so in reality I don't really want to bet So what are you going to go for then? Oh sorry oh, I've got I've got to answer yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, for the purposes of the podcast I will go uh, I'm all crikey now you put me on the spot I forgot about this um, I will take the over three goals Next up, we've got uh, Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. Uh, sorry, Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. Bournemouth against Manchester City. Recent head-to-head, City have been dominant and they've won all six matches. Uh, plus one and a quarter ma- goals here. When plus one and a quarter, Bournemouth's record is 1-1, draw, not lost two. Both defeats were by two or more goals. They come off a two-all draw uh, away at Newcastle. New uh, Manchester City, when they're minus one and a quarter, 1-7, drawn, one, lost two. Two of the seven will buy two or more goals. So that's not great, really. Coming off a, a 1-0 uh, victory at home to Brentford. Bournemouth not one in six now. Plus one and a quarter, 50 matches, 15 home, 21 half win, 14 losses. So that's 25 and a half plays 14. 
value in Manchester City, though, my rating is suggesting. So that the, the value of City goes against the general trends on that handicap. I think on this minus one and a quarter goal line, I would still lean towards Man City, to be perfectly honest, Pete. But what I would say is they appear to be playing, I won't say with the handbrake on, they're just not hammering teams anymore. I mean, I think it was, where are we now? Game week 11 against Bournemouth when they won 6-1. That was the last time where they won a game by more than two clear goals. They've been winning games. They've beaten Everton by two clear goals. They've beaten Sheffield United by two clear goals. They beat Brentford the other night 1-0. But they're not hammering teams like we used to think. Crikey, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of... I'm scared of backing somebody plus one and a half, plus one and three quarters against City. I'm not scared of doing that anymore. Now, that said, with this line set at one and a quarter, the margin for error or leeway for Bournemouth losing this game when you're still collecting is quite slim. You know, last season, Man City won this fixture 4-1. So, can I take Bournemouth here plus one and a quarter? No, but I don't think there's huge value back in City, really, as I say. They're cruising through games. I mean, the last three games, Pete, against Brentford, Chelsea and Everton, there's only been one goal in the first half. They're not even coming out of the blocks no, quickly. No, They are pretty... Now, don't get me wrong, they are patient and they believe in their method to the nth degree that they know they will eventually wear teams down. So if you're backing them to win the game, fair enough. But if you need them to win by margin, they're suddenly not becoming as reliable as they used to be. So... I think I'll take a little bit of the under three and a quarter goals for the podcast here, Pete, because I think City might get one or two up and then just shut up shop. Next up, Arsenal, uh, Newcastle. Uh, recent head-to-heads, New- Arsenal have been dominant. They've won six, has been one draw. Minus one and a half goals to handicap here. When minus one and a half goals, as you'd expect, Arsenal's record's good. One eight, drawn one, lost one. Six of the eight will buy two or more goals. Come up at an excellent 5-0 victory away at Burnley. Newcastle, when they're plus one and a half, they've lost all ten. Five of the ten will buy two or more goals, come for two or draw at home to Bournemouth. Arsenal, they've won their last five. And indeed, they've scored 21 in those five games while just conceding two. Incredible, really. Uh, minus one and a half goals, 177, 83 home, 94 away. My ratings, though, are suggesting good value Newcastle. Well, I've done a, a preview for Focused on Football, folks, so this will be up shortly. For you all, uh, I'm taking Newcastle here, Pete. Um, I just think the line looks wrong to me. Yeah. I mean, we we could well we may lose this bet. We'll probably lose this bet maybe 47, 46 percent of the time. But I think when you factor in Newcastle's recent improvement away from home, they started the season horrifically on the road. They have the worst away record in the league, but they've won their last two games. They're now 3-2-7 and seven away from home. They are a side that score goals. I mean, if you look at the standings, and I know it's somewhat diminished by the fact that they scored eight times at Sheffield United, but they've only scored five times less than Arsenal. But that said, Arsenal have scored five goals against Burnley recently. So you could say those figures are distorted slightly. I just think Newcastle are too good, Pete, to be minus one and a half. Yeah. I do. Oh, against anybody bar maybe Man City. I don't, I don't even think Liverpool would deserve to be more than minus one. I think that's what they were, was it, a few weeks ago when yeah. they played New Year? Yeah. 
thinking off the top of my head. Now, they have conceded 41 goals this season, Newcastle, but they have been ravaged by injuries and I think they're getting a little bit more stability back. Now, interestingly, and this is a real bizarre random stat, Pete, and I think it might just be literally random. No one, both teams to score, has gone on a 10-0 run when the sides have met. Every one of the last 10 meetings, no one, both teams wow. to score, has landed. Now, I don't expect that to land in this game, the line opened one and a quarter. It's trended to one and a half. And I think we're getting a little bit towards silly territory now with this line. They're very determined for Eddie Howe. They're a good side. You know, in Anthony Gordon and some of the attacking players, they're perfectly adept to going away to the big sides to hit them on the break. And they've got some quality firepower who will take advantage of the chances that are created. So, yeah. I'm going to bet Newcastle here, Pete. I'm taking them plus one and a half. I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I was going to say, Arsenal are really back in this title race now. But I was thinking tonight they're away at Porto, you know, in a, yeah. in a tie that really over two legs they should win. I think they've got a reasonable chance in this Champions League this season. I know they historic, historically they don't play, do they? But they, you can't see many better teams than them at the moment, can you? No, and everything that I've said there about Newcastle, I'm not trying to detract anything away from what Newcastle have done. Uh, sorry, what Arsenal have done, or what Arsenal may do in the next couple of months, because they've, they've clearly made, you know, they've made great leaps forward, um, and they could probably go very far in the Champions League. They may even be better concentrating on the Champions League than trying to yeah. spread the resources over this. Where yeah. I think with the momentum that Liverpool have got with Klopp leaving. And, and City's sort of well-renowned sort of course and distance in, in these sorts of races, they might be better focusing rather than splitting their attention and maybe ending up empty-handed in the Champions League and, and still finishing third. Because when you look at the top sort of six, I think there's a top two. I think Arsenal are just fractionally behind and then the rest of them are scrapping for fourth. Yes, yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, Sunday game, uh, Wolves against Sheffield United. Recently, says Wolves have won one. There's been one draw. Sheffield United not one. Minus one and a quarter goal, the handicap. Wolves haven't been minus one and a quarter goal and the handicap since being in the Premier League. And they're coming up a 2-1 victory uh, away at Spurs. Good win, that is, for Wolves. Sheffield United went plus one and a quarter. 1-1, one, one, draw not, lost three. All three defeats were by two or more goals. Gone up a 5-0 defeat at home to Brighton. Sheffield United conceded at least two in six of their last seven. So, you know, they're leaking goals. Minus one and a quarter goals. 102 matches. 47 home. 29 half lost. 26 lost. So, that makes 47 plays, 40 and a half. So, lean to the home side. Very small value, Sheffield United. That just goes to show you how how really, you know, poor really Sheffield United are doing to, to, to be only, you know, like I say, I make that this line about right, minus plus one and a quarter away to Wolves. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, I wish they'd only lost 1-0 against <laughs> Brighton last week because then the line would have stayed at minus one and we would have been all over Wolves, I think. I, I do think Sheffield United have thrown the towel in. I mean, when you start seeing reckless challenges like Mason Holgate's last week that reduced them to 10 men after just 13 or so minutes, you, you, you've got to wonder what's going through the mindset of these Sheffield United players, that they don't seem very disciplined. And they have to be completely focused, completely disciplined, playing to the game plan if they want to stand any chance of competing at this level. And they're just not doing it. Now, Wolves lost 2-1 at Bramall Lane earlier this season. I think sometimes we discount a little bit 
in our podcast page, just sort of the revenge factor and coming into this game, almost the embarrassment that the Wolves players will feel when they look at the league table, they'll see Sheffield United rock bottom, but at the same point, they'll think, crikey, we got beat by them, a team with a minus 43 goal difference actually beat us. You know, Sheffield United have gone one, two and nine on the road and we cashed last time with them away at Luton. Um, But that was a spot where you know, two comparable teams where Sheffield United were viewed as quite relatively big underdogs for the level of competition they were playing. They're clearly far bigger underdogs here. Wolves are a good side. They're on a good run. And I think they'll be wanting revenge, Pete. I think, you know, I definitely think Wolves are the value here, even minus one and a quarter, even since the the line move. I, I don't see Wolves not winning this game, to be honest. West Ham. Oh, and I've got a focused on football preview bet going up though that will give you a little bit more value than the Wolves minus one and a quarter. Ooh. West West Ham against Brentford now Monday night. This is off scratch. Since Brentford have uh, joined Premier League, they've won both fixtures at London Stadium. West Ham went scratch, one four drawn four, lost two cup for two nil defeat away at Forest. Brentford, uh, when they're away off scratch, one one drawn four, lost four, so not great there really. Uh, coming off a 4-1 defeat, uh, uh, no, 1-0 defeat away at Manchester City. Uh, Brentford lost eight of the last 10. Scratch, 2-6-7, 86 home, 85 push, 96 away. Small value, West Ham. But uh, it makes you wonder where West Ham season's going, sort of. I think they're going to now, com- you know, concentrate on Europe in truth. Don't think they've got yeah, a choice, I mean, they? Yeah, I mean... West Ham are 5-4-4 four and four at home. Brentford are just 3-1-7 and seven on their travels. But they do look a totally different animal now. Ivan Tony's back. I'm just, just pulled the stats up now, Pete. He's played five games since he returned, I think. Uh, over three and a half has come in in four of those five. And the other game, um, away at Wolves, they won, they won 2-0. So... This line hasn't moved after both sides suffered what I would consider poor defeats last time out. I mean, there weren't unexpected defeats, but Wolves, uh, sorry, West Ham were beaten 2 0 at Forest and Brentford got pretty much humped 4 1 by Liverpool. So there were defeats, but there weren't unexpected defeats. I think there's probably, if I was going to bet this game, I would probably lean to the over two and three quarter goals, Pete, because Ivan Tony seems to, since he's come back into the lineup for Brentford, always seems to guarantee that Brentford will find the back of the net. Um, and West Ham, at some point, will have to try and play some attacking football to try and get the fa- home fans off their seats and to get them off David Moyes' back. So I think it might be a little bit more of a a more entertaining game than we may have thought. I'm just bringing the stats up when they've played each other because in my head, I've got some kind of entertaining game last season in my head. Yeah, 3-2 earlier this season, wasn't it, to Brentford yeah. when they played? And and last season, oh, two 2-0 two wins for Brentford. Actually, Brentford have won all five meetings. Incredible. Yeah, so give, give me the over two and three quarter goals in that, Pete. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, yeah. I think there's some reasonable value going around this week, but I, I'm going to go with a Brighton minus half a goal at home to Everton. Hopefully, we won't get bitten twice. And Newcastle plus one and a half goals away at Arsenal. Both of those for two points. 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm giving my focus on football better way here for the for the podcast, but I'm still so struggling, Peter, for Premier League bets at the minute. I've got to try and uh, go with my best ones. I'm going to take Newcastle plus one and a half goals for two points. May lose, but I do think the basis of probability you're probably looking at at least a fifty five percent chance of this this bet coming in. Because what do you think? Newcastle can play well. Yeah, maybe maybe get a win. Yeah. Newcastle can play well and get a draw. Newcastle can probably play a bit below average and lose by one goal. You've got all those things in your favour and you need to have a lot of things go in your favour for Arsenal to win. Yes. And, and, and cover that yes. know, win by two goals. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, we shall be back next uh, this time. Well, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Um, and uh, good luck, everybody. We've got the Carabao Cup this week. What's your thought? Any thoughts on that or not really? Not really. It's not something I've followed really after Lincoln got knocked out (laughs) by West Ham, who didn't go very much further. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll probably have it on in the background, um, but it's not something I get excited about anymore, to be honest. Who who do you think will win? I I would imagine I'd be very surprised if Liverpool didn't win, but but Chelsea have come into some decent form, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, it would certainly take a bit of pressure off Pochettino's back if he could uh, somehow manage to get some silverware in that trophy cabinet for the Americans at Stamford Bridge, Pete. Yeah. Right then, we shall be back next uh, week and uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.